Welcome to Through the Bible by Dr. Buddy Walls. Today's Bible lesson is Man Nature and God's Spirit. Man Nature and God's Spirit. It was mentioned one time by a pastor holding a revival this remark. You can live by the word and you can die by the word. That is so true. It was spoken by Pastor Johnny Davis. And here is some scripture that goes along with that that I got from my Bible notes where I had written it down from 20 years ago from a Cherokee Indian preacher holding a, a revival. The preacher's name was Richard Pickup from Oklahoma. In Romans chapter 14 beginning in verse 7, Romans chapter 14 beginning in verse 7 it says, for none of us liveth to himself, and no man dieth to himself. For whether we live, we live unto the Lord, and whether we die, we die unto the Lord. Whether we live, therefore, or die, we are the Lord's. For to this end Christ both died and rose and revived, that he might be Lord both of the dead and the living. You see, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit gave mankind with his sin-filled nature, the opportunity to gain Christ, to be filled with his Holy Spirit, that we could have eternal life. I mentioned on social media the other day, where I was experiencing a major power—I was experiencing a major power outage. I got to thinking about that: Is mankind experiencing a major power outage? The power of the Holy Spirit? I think so. They are wrapped up in jobs, cars, homes, activities, entertainment, and themselves, and everything except the Spirit of God. I'd like to give you an example of man's sin nature. Do you know there are literally hundreds of thousands of men across this country that lie and cheat and steal? That is called a person with a sin nature. that has never truly repented of their sin, forsaken their sin, give up their sin. Why? Because they love the darkness rather than the light. There is an innumerable amount of men that not only lie to God, but they lie to their wives. They even lie to their church, not counting they are lying to themselves. Why? Because they are not what they claim to be. Now, if there is a woman in that predicament, they do not need to feel like they are alone because there are hundreds of thousands in the same predicament. That is the sin nature of man. The main difference between them and other men is that other men have repented with a true repentance and they have not, uh, and they have not. And with this sin nature, we will sin until the day we leave this world. But God loved us while we were, we were yet sinners. We need to keep that in mind. Now, we all know that we are sinners by nature. We were born with that. But the women do not have to feel guilty because a man that allows that sin to rule his life, which affects his family. That reminded me of what the Bible says. And if you'll notice, those same men are always blaming the women. God judges fairly and righteously, and all of that will work out in the end. 
I want to share with you what it says in the book of Proverbs chapter 6 beginning in verse 32. Proverbs chapter 6 verse 32. The Bible says, But whoso committeth adultery with a woman lacketh understanding, he that doeth it destroyeth his own soul. A wound and dishonor shall he get, and his reproach shall not be wiped away. Do you believe the Bible? God means what he says. That is a problem from the White House to the Poor House. People too many times leaves God out of the picture. We think we know best when we know nothing. Where is our time and energy spent? In the world or in the world? In the world and of the world. Or in the things of God and his word. God gave us a free will. What do we choose? Now we have been looking at the difference between man, sin, nature, and God's Holy Spirit. I'd like to share with you a verse in the Bible which I believe many are confused about because they don't really understand who God is. I'll be in the book of Romans chapter 9 verse 13. The book of Romans chapter 9 verse 13. As it is written, Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated. Now, to first look at this is a little confusing. We think, how can God hate someone? Don't make sense. God loves everyone. Did you know there are 38 places in Scripture where the word hate is used? When man hates, it is a sin. When it relates to something the Bible says in regard to God, it cannot be sin because God is incapable of sin. He is perfect and holy. He cannot hate as a person hates, plain and simple. God cannot sin as a person sins, or he would not be a perfect, holy God. Man hates his enemies. God said to love our enemies. Man hates man, and man hates God. That hate is sin. We and God is correct when we hate the sin nature. Now, there is a sin nature Therefore, when God hated Esau, he hated his sin nature. That is the only way that it can be. Because God has no sin nature. He has a holy, perfect spirit because he was from above, not the earth. That from above became flesh, born of a woman. But the Holy Spirit, the Son, and the Father is not capable of sinning or hating as man, man hates. Impossible. He said, I am not of this world. He did not adapt that sin nature from Adam. That is why we call Christ the second Adam. But the only difference is, he is from above, not of the earth. I hope you see that. But always remember this. God has to speak to mankind in this way for man to understand what he means. Above all, man is not the measure of things. God is. When we teach that this is a comparative word, the word hate, man is measuring, not God. If we tell the unbelievers God loves you, then there is no need of a mediator. God loves him anyway. Then there is no enmity between God and man. That will make peace between the unbeliever and God and no reconciliation. That is a false gospel. 
false gospel can lead to it, can cause a false salvation. In the way of salvation, God loves everyone because he wants everyone to come to him for an eternity of peace and happiness. We, in this life, need to strive to learn more about who God is through his word. That will help us better understand who we are and what we are supposed to do to be more like him. Always remember to look at the words in the Bible carefully and compare scripture with scripture so you will not end up in left field. That is the reason for so many cults and false beliefs. We currently we currently live in a society that is completely void of understanding who God really is. Crime daily, theft daily, murders daily, and the sad part is the majority of our children and grandchildren are not being taught the things of God. That is a fact. And we are so blind to that fact that we will not accept any responsibility, but we want to blame it on other things. I am fixing to say something that will not be popular on Facebook, and it is 100% true. You see, the world is not interested in truth. I saw where Google, and everyone uses Google, was celebrating a man by the name of Kiyoshi Kuromiya, who was a gay Japanese activist. Just pull up Google and look at that picture on the main page. I've done some research. This man, as an 11-year-old boy, was arrested because he was sexually molesting a 16-year-old in a park. He marched with a black activist in Alabama because his lover was a gay black, black man. And Google is separating him because he was a gay rights activist. That is where we are in the world. The world celebrates abominations. That is why the Bible teaches to come out from among them. Don't be like the world. Don't follow the world. I like what the preacher said at a, revi at a revival. Bullets don't kill children. Guns don't kill children. People kill children. Man's sin nature is never discussed in the media. Have you ever noticed that? Many of our own problems as a society could be solved if we could get our house in order. But when the wicked outnumber the righteous, that is when God lifts his hand of protection and then the people wonder why this happened to us. I want you to turn with me to the book of Galatians chapter 6 verse 5. The book of Galatians chapter 6 verse 5. The Bible says, And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Look, we are living in that time, folks. God says, as it was in the days of Noah, in, in Luke chapter 17, verse 26. Luke seventeen twenty-six, It says, And as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be also in the days of the Son of Man. The Bible says, The long-suffering of God waited in the days of Noah. Now, I'm not a preacher of doom and gloom, but I truly believe that God's long-suffering is about to come to an end. And he'll uh, look at his son and say, go get your bride. When the Ten Commandments have been taken off the courthouse walls, when prayer is taken out of schools, 
when he said, Thou shalt not kill, and there is killing on a daily basis, not only in gun violence, but in abortion. When abominations are called an alternative lifestyle, when right is wrong and wrong is right, when police officers arrest a thief and a thug, and the policeman gets 20 years in prison, and they build an honor statue for the criminal. When our government wants to take away guns from the innocent people who use them for protection. As the preacher said in Revival, guns don't kill, people do. Do you know that Sweden has the lowest crime rate in the world and they give everybody a gun? Arming people will produce the lowest crime rate. That is a proven fact. It is not a gun problem. It's a sin problem. But our media never mentions that. That is the first thing Hitler done. He got rid of the Jews' guns and then he murdered a few million. Luke chapter 18, verse 7. Luke chapter 18, verse 7. And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cried day and night unto him, though he bear along with him? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? I do not care if it is individuals, our government, or even people within the church. When we sin without repenting of that sin, in other words, forsaking that sin, God can and will lift his hand of protection. I have seen it happen too many times. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 20. Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 20. And he said, I will hide my face from them. I will see what their end shall be, for they are a very forward generation, children in whom is no faith. Do you know what the primitive root word for the word forward is in Hebrew? F-R-O-W-A-R-D. A forward generation means a perverse generation, a perverted generation. I mean, look at the year 2022. You have men and women who don't know if they are a man or a woman, and they are teaching their children to be whatever they want to be. They celebrate and honor Pride Month for the homosexuals. That is a perversion for this generation. And by the way, it was not even a thought. It was not even thought about in my generation. Now they will parade up and down Main Street and celebrate the so-called so-called alternative lifestyle, even in Dollywood. We had better be careful where we spend our money in support of these liberal organizations. We may have to find us a new form of entertainment. Try bird watching on the front porch or maybe a game of chess or watch a revival video. Get your mind off the worldly news. Adjust your television set where you are not watching all the things that are perverted. Did you know that can influence separating and tearing up families? When we pay more attention to the wicked ways of the world instead of our own families. Set your priorities in order. There are only three. Is it too difficult to remember only three? God, family, and friends. And church can be included in any of those. God, family, and friends. I did see an interview on television the other day that is long overdue. 
They were interviewing a famous Hollywood actor by the name of Kirk Cameron, who is a Christian, over all these school shootings. He said parents were starting to wake up and see that we need to turn back to a faith-based education where we learn morals and ethics. He has a new movie coming out called Homeschool Awakening, Where the World is Your Classroom. We need more Christians standing up against the evil of this world. Always remember, we win, the devil loses. But in this life, a Christian shall be persecuted. And the book of Matthew chapter 5 verse 10 says this, Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. The day is coming when every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess whether they want to or not. It will happen. I am looking forward to Revelation chapter 21 verse 4. Revelation chapter 21 verse 4. And God shall wipe away all the tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. Are you looking forward to that day? Guess what? It'll last for all eternity. Kenny said, I can throw away this cane and, and uh, kick up gold dust as I'm running down the street of gold. And I won't be running by myself. Kenny and some, some others may be running with me. Can you even imagine what that could be like forever? A perfectly young, healthy, glorified body that will last forever with all of God's riches. I like what Nathan Waldrup said at a revival. He said, I'm not going to hell. I'm going the other direction. What has God saved us from? A place called hell. And all I had to do uh, to be in that situation was accept a free gift. I did not have to work for it, and I was not good enough for it. In Revelation chapter 21, verse 5, Revelation chapter 21, verse 5, And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. Now I want to ask you something. Do you believe that? The Bible says that God does not lie. One more question before we close. Are you 100% sure that you're going to heaven? Now if you're 99% sure, it's not going to work. You have to be 100% sure. In the book of 1 John chapter 5, verse 13, it says that you may know that you have eternal life. God wants you to know that you have eternal life. The, reason, the way that you can know is to first recognize that you are a sinner, repent of your sins. In other words, give them up, forsake that sin. You know, you can repent a thousand times and it won't matter at all until you forsake that sin, get rid of that sin. And then God will do exactly what he said he would do. He will save you. Then you'll have a home for all eternity in heaven. I hope you've enjoyed this uh, Bible study. Dr. Buddy Wall, signing off.